You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Social Babes. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's guest. Today, we have Jessica Yozo, who is the owner of Bond Girl Hair. I am super excited. Welcome, girl. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you. you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor to have you. I've been following you for a really long time, and I respect your hustle, girl. So (laughs) why don't you you go ahead? You're welcome. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your hair empire? Oh, I'd love to. So um, I've been doing hair for over seven years. I actually worked in a hair salon as an assistant growing up in high school. Um, he was a family friend. He actually gave me my first haircut. It was a really bougie salon in Yorkville that my mom would go to. Um, and she brought me and my sister there since we were kids. So immediately I fell in love with hair. You know, I was surrounded by celebrities there and like these beautiful model-esque women getting their hair done. And it was just like, I was hooked. And I worked in hair as an assistant um, through high school. And then I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated. And a lot of people don't know this, but I actually worked at the bank for 10 years um, before I actually got into hair full time. And while I was working at the bank, uh, I was looking for extensions myself. So for myself, and I noticed that my options, like I was just like, I don't see that LA hair. Like my goal hair is always like, I just reference California hair because I love the stylists there and I love their style and I love their look. And uh, I was looking for that for myself and I just couldn't find it. So I was like, you know what? I could do this. I feel like I can do this. Uh, And I think that there's something missing in Toronto in the extension market. Um, So I kind of got into it from there and I just started doing it part-time on the side while I worked at the bank. Um, out of my house and I took clients and I built my clientele. And then when I got really busy and too busy to do both, then I left the bank obviously, cause that was my goal all along. And then I just started taking clients and I built it up, built up my client list. And then I opened my salon that I've been running for two years now. Wow. That's amazing. I love that story so much. First of all, congratulations. That's a big step, leaving like such a secure corporate job to Mm -hmm. go into, you know, being a boss babe and just really running your own empire. It's so scary at first. So was that like a big step for you? You're a mama, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I have a two-year-old daughter. So I actually opened my salon and had my baby the same year. Wow. Um, A lot of people don't know that. I was looking for, I I had a small unit downtown that was a two-seater, but I didn't, it wasn't considered a salon. Like it didn't, we didn't have colors. We didn't have sinks. It was just strictly to do extensions. And I didn't have a staff either. Like I, I actually hired my first assistant when I was pregnant, um, which was the best thing I could ever done. Uh, and then, you know, and we kind of took off from there and then demand was there to open something bigger, but you know what, I just, I made sure that when I was leaving my corporate secure job, like I have strict Italian parents, you know, I love them. (laughs) Um, but they were, they were worried about me. So I just, I had to prove to them that not only was I able to financially support myself without the bank, um, I was doing way better than I would ever do at the bank. Right. Um, A lot of people also don't know about me is that I'm. I'm a high school dropout. Like I didn't graduate high school. I didn't go to college university. I just worked really hard my whole life. Like since 14 and on, I've been working and hustling. So, um, it was, it was important to me to prove to them and prove to a lot of people that, you know, you can do it if you work hard. And I just made sure that financially I could walk away. And, uh, I, I didn't just, you know, do it with a blind, blindly. I didn't close my eyes and just wish for the best. No, I made sure I was going to be okay when I uh, quit the bank. 
Wow. That is so yeah. crazy. I would have never honestly known. And it's so crazy because to me, it's, it's one of those things. I think, you know, a lot of the times people let stigmas define them. And mm -hmm. that's so awesome that you were able to just like really break that stigma and be like, now you're sitting here with this huge hair empire. How many followers do you have? Like over 18,000? Uh, like, almost. Not yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> like so, two followers away. But honestly, no, it's getting there. It's like it's, there. it's just so crazy to see, you know, you know, if you really put your heart and your mind, the hustle into it, you can really build an amazing empire out of nothing. Right. Hard work. A lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So why don't you tell us a story behind your business name, Bond Girl Hair? So that's funny. Cause I, you know, when I originally came up with it, so I have a sister who is in advertising and I reference, I go to her for everything and I ask her for help all the time. Um, and I had, she just told me, sit down and brainstorm. So I literally got a piece of paper. And my, um, my goal is to make women feel sexy. That's been my goal from day one. Extensions make me feel like a whole nother human being. If I don't have them in, I don't feel like myself. So I just wanted people to feel confident and sexy when they walked uh, into my salon and sat in my chair. And um, my biggest uh, inspiration and uh, my muse has always been Bridget Bardot. I just think she's the most beautiful woman that ever walked this earth. She's just gorgeous. And she always had this signature big blonde hair. Um, right. And I kind of just sat down and I put her, her name on the paper and I kind of brainstormed and I kept writing things down. And then I thought like sexy, 60s, you know, mod, beautiful. And mod was really, and I'm into like modern, you know, aesthetics. And I was just kept writing things down. And I just came up with the word bond, which made sense because that's my signature extension method is bonds. Uh, and then I added girl, like a sexy bond girl from James Bond. And that's kind of how I came up with it. <laughs> I love that so much. That is so cool. Honestly, when I saw your business name, I really just thought it was the type of extension and knowing the full story behind that, that is yeah. so, it's so interesting, you know, the reasoning behind. And like, every time I look at your page and I see your work, I'm like, everybody looks like Victoria's Secret models. Like you make everybody just you can just see it like the before and the after their face changes. Like totally. they are just so confident. And so totally. like, like emerging everybody, like a butterfly. <laughs> everybody who walks into my salon, I really believe is beautiful. And every woman needs to see that beauty, but sometimes you need a little help seeing it. And I know, right. I know because I'm an extension wearer myself. Like everyone, my, my friend can tell me I'm beautiful a million times and I won't feel it until I have my weave. In. It's just like, <laughs> it's just how it is, you know? Right. So I love seeing, you know, every woman, confident and feeling good when they have that hair in for sure and if you need to put in a little extensions to feel like your ultimate yeah. best like there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> just own. you know it's not just men like who suffer that's the thing like women men obviously when they suffer from balding it's a huge thing but women suffer too like some of us just aren't born with this beautiful thick hair right. um you know when i was younger i had beautiful hair growing up and then i got sick in high school and i lost a lot of my hair and it thinned out a lot and that's another reason I got into it. Like, you know, it's, it's a big game changer. For sure. For sure. And, you know, being someone myself, like I've had hair extensions in the past too. And, you know, again, it, it's come down to, you know, for me, a lot of you guys actually don't know this who are listening, but I have lupus. So I do go through phases where I lose my hair. And generally I have like the thickest hair of life. Like it takes a lot of extensions to fill my head with, to make it look normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just so crazy because, you know, through those periods, it's, hair is a big thing. I feel like I could have no, no makeup, no nails, no nothing. But if my hair is good, I'm good. Like I'm ready, totally, totally. <laughs> you know? So it's just yeah. so cool that you really bring all these aspects, you know, the confidence, the, you know, the, 
aspect of just wanting to feel and look your best and just really just be the most confident version of yourself. It's so awesome that you are empowering women like that. Thanks. So why don't you tell us about your clientele? You built an amazing clientele. They're loyal. They, you know, are constantly all over your posts. <laughs> and I would love to know how you built your clientele. Um, that's a good question. Like, uh, to be honest, from day one, I'm, I've been very honest with my clientele. Uh, I think that in the industry, in any industry, but especially the beauty industry, I know from experience, I've dealt with dishonest people. And it's, you know, it's kind of disheartening and it makes you look for other options when you don't feel that trust with the person you're going to. And I definitely feel like I try to get to know every person who walks in my salon, anyone who sits in my chair, I want to build a relationship with them and I want them to trust me. And I, I'm a terrible liar to begin with. Like if you know me personally, I can't lie for shit. Excuse me. I don't know if I want to swear, but like, yeah, you're good. It's just, uh, it's just not in my blood. So I just find that being honest with everybody and trying to build relationships and just genuinely caring and trying to help. Like, I know a lot of people who see my page for the first time think, because I, I know from experience, like I've messaged people that I admire and that I follow and get crickets, you know, like, and that's kind of sad because, you know, you, you are where you are because of your fans or because of your clients and people who follow you. So I genuinely try to talk to everybody, to help everybody. And that's kind of how I, you know, built to where I am now. Like I still have my first client is still my client to this day. The person who came inside of my chair and let me tell you, I wasn't so great back then. I definitely <laughs> have learned a lot and I make fun of her all the time. Like, what were you, what were you thinking coming back? Cause I sucked when I started in my opinion. Um, right. but we all started somewhere and she just, you know, we built a relationship and she's still my client to this day. And, um, we've both had babies. Like it's just, uh, it's just a matter of, you know, being honest and really, really caring about everybody, whether they're your client or just somebody who admires your work. For sure. And, you know, I think it's, I think it definitely comes down to that trust and knowing that, you know, it, it's so much more than just getting your hair done. Like I swear hairdressers, hairstylists are like your personal therapist sometimes, not necessarily a great thing for you guys, <laughs> but it's just, you know, you really get to grow with your clients. And I think yeah. that's the number one goal for anybody in the beauty industry should be, how can I keep my clients and how can I let them know that, you know, I'm exactly. here for them. And in a professional way, right? Do you ever deal with situations where you're like, okay, it's getting a little bit too personal with my clients and how do you deal with that? Um, I, it depends. It depends on where they're going with it. Like, you know, I, I do consider some of my clients, my friends now. Um, but I think you just got to judge it. Every person's different. Like I've never personally encountered something where I felt uncomfortable and where, you know, I felt, yeah, I don't really want to be your friend outside of work. I genuinely love you know, my clients that walk in my door. So I take it person by person. Like some people have my personal number and some people don't because I know <laughs> some people can't separate uh, business from personal. And I'll, and I find that if I were to give my personal number, this has happened from experience to some people, then they're messaging me at like 2am about hair extensions, you know, and you got to have boundaries and, you know, just know who's genuinely wants to be your friend and who's just like, maybe if I'm her friend, she'll get me in an appointment sooner or give me a deal. Right. Like it's pretty, it, I'm pretty good at reading people. And I think most people can, like, it's pretty obvious. Right. 
Right, for sure. And, you know, kind of moving into my next question is you've really built your Instagram and that seems to be like the main place that you hang out and where your clients hang out with you. So, you know, do you find a lot of your clients have come from Instagram uh, or, yeah? Oh yeah, a lot. A lot of referrals, but yeah, a lot have come from Instagram. And, you know, I, I, it's a full-time job. Like a lot of people do hire third parties to come and manage their Instagram account. And that's great. But then you lose that personal relationship and personal touch. And I've tried it for maybe a month or two and I really disliked it. And I didn't see, I didn't think that they saw my vision. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely grew my um, Instagram following naturally. And when I say that, I mean, I didn't buy followers. Um, I like to see every person who's following me and know if they're a real human or not, you know, if they're a potential client. And I just think if you buy followers, you lose that, right? You lose the, the genuine part of, you know, what it's for. It's that when I started doing this, Instagram was pretty new and there were, were no algorithms. There was none of this, you know, sponsorships or like paying for anything. I literally would just post a picture and stare at my phone and say, okay, people, where are you? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you see my great work, you know? And, and then Instagram just kind of took off and I'm glad I started when I did. I, but I definitely think it's a lot easier now to grow followers than it was when I started, because now you have like, you have the business accounts, you have the algorithms, you can see the insights and those things work. Like if your Instagram's telling you to post at nine o'clock, because that's your peak time, post at nine o'clock. If your Instagram is attracting, if I'm trying to attract people who are interested in hair extensions, use the hashtag. All this stuff works. It definitely has made a huge difference. And I noticed the biggest jump within the last two years, I doubled my followers, but it's just because I focused on these important facts. Like it's facts, you know, there's times that work, there's hashtags that work. And um, also being very interactive with your following is very important. Like if someone asks me a question, I try to get back to everybody. And if someone says I didn't, I take it really personally because I, you know, juggling a business, a kid, you know, my family life and my business life, I try really hard and it's, it's a lot of work, but I do make it a point to get back to everybody. You know, even you, you message me and I'm, you know, unfortunately with DMs, they get pushed down when you get a new one, but I always get there. Like I make it a point to get there and that's important. For sure. And, you know, speaking of that being, you know, having to juggle all these different hats as a business owner and like today's the Instagram hat and tomorrow's the technician hat, you know, do you have a schedule that you follow or do you kind of sit down once a day type of thing to get on Instagram? How do you manage to make sure that you're always showing up there for your followers? So I definitely make sure that when, when the salon is operating, that I'm posting throughout the day, what we're doing, because people like to see what we're doing. Um, I do pre so you know how you can create a post and save it for later so I do have a bunch of um, drafts so that when the time comes to post even if I'm busy with a client or you know hopefully I'm not busy with my daughter 90% of the time I'm at work and it's busy with a client I'll have my one of my assistants post it for me they're really good at helping me with that but it's it's good to have a couple drafts lined up and you know things in your back pocket that you can just post on the go really quickly and it takes two seconds but I'm definitely always like using my notes putting, you know, my, my content in my notes and then copy and pasting that my hashtags are in my notes. Um, so I can just copy and paste and make it really quick, but I definitely follow my algorithms and I definitely follow what my business account tells me and the insights when you go to the settings, what Mm -hmm. time is the best time to post. And I have my drafts ready to just pop them out. 
Right. I love that so much. And it's so funny that you actually mentioned that because I feel like that's something a lot of people look over. They'll Google what's the best time to post. Well, it's different for everybody. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's so funny that you mentioned that because it's actually one of my posts that's coming out later today, which will already be out Perfect. by the time this episode's coming out. But, you know, it's just so funny because it's, it's one of those things that it really is different for everybody. Like you could be 9am, I could be 12pm, like totally mm -hmm. different times. So yeah. I think it's definitely important, you know, and using those insights, uh, parts of Instagram to really see your audience and who they are when they're online and all that fun stuff. Right. Yeah. It's very helpful for sure. And, you know, talking about kind of building these followers, how do you move them into the client section? <laughs> how do you get them in your chair? Um, it's, it's a tough question, right? Well, I think, uh, first and foremost, it's putting out quality work and quality photos and posts. Um, I literally show everything. And that way, if somebody comes to me with a question, I can reference a photo I posted. What do the bonds look like? What do tapes look like? What does the removal look like? You know, um, what does your hair look like? after you remove them. I literally cover everything. So, you know, that's one way of getting people in your chair is being very transparent and being honest. Again, it's honesty. And then also being interactive with people. Like if someone, I find like, it's crazy. Like if somebody asks me a simple or compliments a picture and then I write back and then I get a DM and then I write back, you know, you build this relationship just through social media and eventually they trust you enough to want to come to you in your chair. And it's, you know, and that's important too, right? It's just being there for them and being there to answer their questions or, you know, but most, mostly it's putting out those bomb photos, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> so, you know, and showing some really good transformations that helps a lot. For sure. And it's so funny because like, that's exactly like just before we actually started this recording, I was just saying to Jessica, I was like, when this is all done, I'm coming to get my hair done by you. So I can't wait. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be so much fun, but it, it's one of those things, right? That how long have I been following you really? I think I first came across on my personal account. I first came across your profile maybe a year ago. So you okay. never know when people are going to turn into clients, right? Or where yeah. that relationship leads, you yeah. know, by us going back and forth, you know, me commenting on your photos and things like that. Now we're sitting down for this podcast, right? So it's just so crazy. And I think it's so important to remember to be authentic on Instagram. Like that's the most important totally. thing, like be a real human being, right? Totally. So what are some tips that you have for the social babes who are starting in the beauty industry and want to build a following, want to get their name out there, want to build a brand just like how you built Vaughn Girl Hair? What are some tips you would give them? Um, I always uh, tell my girls, first and foremost, is to be honest. Um, and you got to work your ass off. Like nothing comes easy. Nothing good comes easy. And I just really believe that if you get into something you love anywhere in the beauty industry or any industry, um, if you do it from the heart, naturally you'll grow. And um, I believe that from day one, you know, I, I loved doing this since the day I started and it hasn't changed. I still love it so much. And I found my passion and I just think that you have to find what you love and then you have to do it with honesty and also be true to yourself, right? Like um, when I started, there was a couple people that I did admire. There was a few, a few people that I just, I thought they were so great but I almost had to stop looking at them because I didn't want to be them. I didn't want to copy them. I didn't want them to be offend offended or think that, you know, I was trying to um, take, take some of their credit for their work. Right. I just think right. it's, you know, just be true to yourself. What do you want to show? What do you want to bring to the table? What are you going to do differently? And then also just do it with love. That's so important. 
For sure. I love that so much. And I think it's, I, I love that you brought up that point actually, because I think it's really easy when you're starting out to confuse um, admiring somebody and trying to copy exactly yeah. what they're doing. And I yeah. think, you know, it takes a little while to figure out what you want to really do with your brand and what direction you want to go and what your feed wants to look like and all these things. So like you said, you, there was a couple of people you were looking up to, what kind of helped you figure out what direction you wanted to go with your brand? I just, uh, I don't know. I think for me, it was just, I had one vision was to make people, women feel good and people feel right. good. And I wanted every woman that came in my salon, whether they're a mother, a teenager, you know, a grandmother, I literally do them all. Like I do any type of female. I just think all females are beautiful. And there's this inner beauty you can bring out with the service I'm offering. And so I tried to showcase that. Um, and I thought that was really important to show like the diversity of people that I was doing. For sure. So I guess, I guess it would come down to, you know, just like really letting your vision guide you. So if it doesn't yeah. align with your vision, then don't do it. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. And I, and another thing I, I'll, I'll say is because I noticed this a lot when I started is that um, there were someone, I don't know who told me this. I wish I could remember, but somebody said, just get rid of the fluff. And I, to me, fluff is like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to knock anybody for doing it, but you know, just pin, Pinterest pictures kind of deal. And, you know, <laughs> right. I showcase more of your work and showcase more of what you can do. And people want to see that. It's nice to have aesthetically some nice photos. Great. Yeah. If you're using that so that your overall Instagram looks great, go for it. But I just think that you have to really create some like good content and like actual, you know, beef, give them something right. that they want to something see. Something juicy. Like, yeah, like the actual photo of the bonds or an actual right. photo of under the hood. Like that's so important. Right. So this one I'm throwing at you okay, is, you know, for those people in the beauty industry, how do you really create that good content? Do you have any tips for that kind of stuff? Like really creating juicy content, great quality content that converts? So that's a good question. Um, to be honest, it's so funny because sometimes I'll take photos and videos and I'll be like, oh, this is terrible. And then I'll run out of things to post. I'm like, well, I'm going to post you anyways. And that ends up blowing up. Uh, I just think when you're with a client or when you're doing that session, whatever you're doing, take so many photos and videos, like take a thousand, like you're going to go back to your camera roll and say, mm, out of a hundred pictures, maybe one was good, but that one can, I always tell my girls, this is going to break the internet. You know, I know this photo is <laughs> going to break the internet. And it's just a matter of like, it's it's particular to each service but for me I know like someone coming in with short hair and going to 24 inches I know that's gonna like blow people's minds and I try to take a photo of every process like every step of the process so the before the under the hood the styling the cutting just so I can refer to that later and so that if anyone has any questions I cover it with that one post you know right um I do find that um I have posted some comparison pictures I do find it's kind of sad that on in the social media world they like a little bit of drama and right. they like a little bit of um gossip content <laughs> and I but for me personally I try and stay away from that I have posted comparison photos for educational purposes but I really do believe that you get what you put out into the world so try and keep it positive and make it nice don't be mean because you're just going <laughs> to attract bad karma and that's another right. thing I believe in I love that. And do you think video is the best option for content for somebody in the beauty industry? A hundred percent. 
Photos are great because it's in your face and it's quick, but videos, you can't lie. There's no lines. And, and that's why I think that really was one thing that skyrocketed my followers like huge the past couple of years is my videos because I would show the after picture with them. It's like kind of what I'm famous for is them shaking their head. And right. I don't do it because I want them to just, you know, I know my clients hate doing it. It's too bad because <laughs> once they see the video, they're even shocked that that's them. And like when a client's shaking their head, there's no way to hide if that extension is blending or not. Right. You see, right. It, you see the movement. Anyone could a hairspray down a, a, a layer to make it blend. But when right. you get that video, there's no lying. There's no hiding anything. And even for makeup, like when I see people do like the close-up of people's faces and you see the person smile and, you know, you see them look at the camera, like, you know, it's not Photoshopped and you know, that's just pure skill. And I right. think that that builds the trust and that's what you want. So videos for help sure. that a lot. I love that so much. I have one last question for you. I know I've been like picking your brain apart, but my question is, what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, I'm not really that kind of girl. Like <laughs> I, I sound terrible, but like, I'm not really a quotes kind of person. Um, right. I'm just like a, just get to it and work kind of girl. So I don't really believe in that. I hate to say that. Like it's, it's terrible, but I do have a model uh, okay. that I, that I tell my girls that work for me and I'm going to say it and then I'm going to explain it because it sounds terrible, but I say fake it till you make it. And the reason I say fake it till you make it is because not that I want you to lie or anything, but when I started, I literally thought I was the shit. I believed I was so good at what I did that I wouldn't fail. And thank God I believed that. Because when I look back at my first ever clients, if I really didn't believe in myself, I wouldn't be where I am today. So right. just believe in yourself, believe in the passion, believe in what you do, love what you do, and you know, you'll make it. And it's not a matter of lying about it. It's just truly in your gut. I'm going to, I'm good at this. I'm going to do well at this. I know it. I feel it. And that's why I always tell my girls, fake it till you make it. If there's something that you're doing that you're not hundred percent sure of, do what you think in your gut is right. And then right. after revisit it. And then after we'll go through it and say what, it, what truly was right. But you know, it's, it's kind of been my model from day one and it, it's it not in a negative way. It's just, it more so fake it till you make it, but believe in yourself. I love that so much. It's so funny. You say you're not a quote girl. Girl, I swear that could be a quote. That could be a quote? Okay. Well, quote yeah. <laughs> Honestly, totally going to quote you from now on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just so funny to think about because you're 100% right. And I love that so much. And I love the message behind it because, you know, it really comes down to confident selves. The more confident you are, somebody is going to believe you know your shit and oh, you know what you're sense. doing and they're going to want to invest in you. You because of the way you carry yourself, right? It's like when you see, you know, these videos, sometimes you'll see somebody walking and then they change their posture and it's like a totally different person. It's the same kind of idea, right? Totally. Especially in the beauty industry though, like if you're not confident and you show an ounce of doubt, people are going to jump on that and they're not going to, they're not going to like what you do no matter what you do because you weren't right. confident in it. So really, really got to bring that to the table. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on the you. podcast. It was so this. amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where can we find you and follow you? So you can find me on Instagram at bondgirl underscore hair. And I recently got TikTok, which is the next big thing. You guys got to get on it. Um, and I'm just at bondgirlhair on TikTok. Guys, make sure you go follow Jessica, follow her journey, reach out. She's amazing. You guys are going to love her. And thank you so much, girl, for joining me thank on the you. podcast. It was honestly such an honor. <laughs>
Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social.